Welcome, welcome everybody to the Hopping Mad Hillbillies Radio Circus on the Air edition of Hillbilly Hates. <laughs> I'm Boris the Booger, and I would like to present to you the Hopping Mad Hillbilly himself, Mr. Chris Kirk. Welcome everyone to the Hoppin' Mad Hillbillies Radio Circus on the Air, Hillbilly Haynes. I'm your host, Chris Kirk, also known as the Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly, and I am here tonight to scare you right out of your socks. I'm telling you what, I've got a hold of a bunch of tails on a booger known as the Beast of LBL, the land between the lakes down on the border of... uh, of Tennessee and Kentucky out in Middle Tennessee. In 1963, uh, John F. Kennedy decided that uh, that area between those two rivers down there uh, needed to be taken away from the 700-plus families uh, that lived in that area and given to the masses. Uh, I'm not real big on this eminent domain stuff, my dear friends. I must tell you right off the bat. And uh, when I started investigating this... (laughs) This particular booger, it took me a while to get past the fact that uh, that the government stole those people's land down there to give to the masses. And, you know, if we got to checking, I would venture to say that our uh, uh, Kenyan, Keynesian candidate, and you can figure out who I, of whom I speak there, the Kenyan, Keynesian candidate probably gave that land to UNESCO like he did a lot of our national parks and whatnot that we don't even own anymore because they were given to the United Nations. Did you know that? Well, Mr. Trump, if you're listening, we want our land back, please. If you'd go in the U.N. and tell them to pack their stuff and get out of our country and take their spies and their expenses with them and give us our land back that was ours before they ever showed up, we'd sure appreciate that, Mr. Trump. Take our land back for us. So as you can see, when I started investigating this this beast of the LBL, it took me a while to get past past the, the evil side of the government. And folks, one night we're going to do a Hillbilly Hate show on those, those weird, narcissistic, demon-filled freaks in Washington, D.C. Who, who stand a chance to do much more harm to you and your family than any booger probably could. Uh, so it took me a while to get past the demon part of the government to get to this uh, particular beast of LBL. But what I found out in all my investigation is that uh, much of the information that's gone on regarding that booger down there, much of the nefarious deeds that he's done, m- many of the uh, murders that it has committed, have been suppressed very effectively by this this entity we have called media. You know, I, I don't know what the uh, exact definition of the word media is if you looked it up, but it's certainly not truth bearer anymore, is it, folks? We learned uh, we learned just how really pretty much worthless uh, the media is over this last presidential election and all this late stuff that's come out about. Uh, Trump jumped out of an airplane and chopped up babies on the way down and then sold the body parts when he hit the ground. I mean, you hear all kind of, and then it comes out, it's all lies. I'm so sick of media. I mean, I am sick of them. You have to work so hard now. You have to dig so hard now to get some semblance of what's actually going on, what's truthfully going on around us, that it's no wonder 
that we're $21 trillion in debt and the country's full of people that want you dead. <laughs> so that's no shock. And we have the media and those things with horns in Washington we call politicians. I'm certainly looking forward to the fact that uh, we have a man that's going to be there on the 20th uh, that's going to do what he can to drain the swamp. I don't think one man can fix this problem because Satan is an awfully powerful entity and he's had 50 years to mess us up. And we're going to talk about that. You wonder why I'm off on the government when we're talking about a booger. Well, folks, I'm going to, I'm going to give a, a, a sort of a quick basis building moment here. I'm going to take a moment to just build a basis of where we're talking about and what we're talking about. And, and maybe about halfway in this show, you're going to see why that I'm looking at the government on some of these boogers. Now, we're going to step away here for just a second. We've got to sell a little soap, best soap in the world. That's a good Lord in heaven's truth. I've never used better soap, folks. Matter of fact, I've never used soap that is anywhere close to being as good and feeling as good and cleaning you as good and smelling you as good as this hopping mad hillbilly soap does. So we'll be right back in just a minute. Are you itching? Are you scratching? Well, friends, I'm the old Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly from Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly Soap Company telling you this very day that it's not only the dry winter air that makes you scratch and dig and dig around on yourself all winter long with that dry skin. Folks, go to hoppinmadhillbilly.com and get hillbilly soap handmade just for you in the Smoky Mountains. Welcome back, folks. You've done messed up once again and tuned in to the Hoppin' Mad Hillbillies Radio Circus on the Air Hillbilly Haint Show, brought to you each week by WJFC Radio in Jefferson City, Tennessee, and www.hoppinmadhillbilly.com on the World Wide Web. So we're certainly proud you tuned in here tonight, and uh, we got a good one for you, folks. We're talking tonight about the Beast of LBL, Land Between the Lakes, down on the border uh, in Middle Tennessee, on the border of Tennessee and, uh, and Kentucky. And for about 70 years, we've been getting some really, really weird reports out of that place, most of which have been suppressed by what we referred to as the media. Oh, gosh, George Washington would roll over in his grave if he knew what we were calling media today, wouldn't he, folks? Well... Well, there's a lot of dirt that's been going on down there, supposedly done by this big old booger. And uh, considering that is a government area, the government, who I think is more evil than uh, any booger ever was, uh, may be redundant in saying government and evil. I hope Mr. Trump can fix some of this baby-eating, satanic worship that's been going on by these uh, politicians in, for the last eight years in, in uh Washington, D.C. But at any rate, uh, the government is behind some of this. And after I give sort of the preface for this show, you'll see why I'm on the government about this. And, and you know, just to, just to maybe get ahead of myself here just a minute, look around where places, look at places that have histories of boogers, histories of missing people. Histories of strange creatures. That's government land you see them on most of the time, folks. Now, why is that? Why? Is it because it's not as populated as a subdivision in uh, Memphis? Well, that may have something to do with it. 
It also may have something to do with the fact that this land was taken for a specific purpose, uh, not for our enjoyment, but for government experimentation with some of their little creatures. See, so we're gonna we're gonna before I end the show tonight, I, I want to get back to a something that was on my mind during all this investigation of the wampus cat, and we're going to tie some parallels between this uh, beast of LBL into the wampus cat as well. But the wampus cat and the beast of LBL, these things are these things have a lot in common. And one of the things, and I say I'm getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but one of the things that I noticed in investigating these particular boogers was that they are half man and half something else. Half man and half something else, or half woman and half something else. Wampus cat, half woman, half cat. This beast of LBL is half man, half dog. You know, there's a lady uh, who, uh, I'll get to her name here in a minute, but she's a, a geneticist, and she's gotten a hold of some of the uh, DNA evidence from this creature supposedly down at LBL. And uh, come to find out the uh, mitochondrial DNA, which I think that's the mother's side, was tied to uh, Native American ancestry. The father's side of the DNA shows to be canine. So that's one thing we don't have on the wampus cat is some DNA evidence. But on this beast of LBL, we've got scientific uh, evidence that there's something really weird going on down there. You know, uh, that place, and I really want to talk about the place before we talk about the booger that inhabits the place. That place down there, when, when uh, Kennedy decided he needed that land down there, uh, there were 7,000-something people that lived in the whole area, and I think about, well, about half of those were displaced. There, there are like 230 small family cemeteries in that in that area. Most of them are forgotten about and lost and grown over and gone. But uh, they go all the way back to the early 1700s. So there was a lot of history there, a lot of, a lot of uh, not a lot of industry, but industry there. I think they had a kiln down there and, uh, you know, that people had to work somewhere. Most of them were farmers. But, uh, but they, they threw them folks out, told them to, told them to get the heck out of Dodge and uh, we're taking this land for the people. Well, I think the people that Kennedy was talking about lived overseas because uh, it looks like that uh, uh, our current Kenyan Kinsian candidate, who is going to be kicked out on the 20th, I hope, uh, has, uh, has given a lot of our land to UNESCO, and that's the United Nations. Did you know if you live next to a national park, you don't live next to an American national park. You live next to the European Union, Chinese, Russian, Gook de Booksties. Them's the folks that own the dang national parks now in a lot of cases. So uh, was Kennedy taking this land for us to have a good place to hunt and fish? I don't think so. I think he took up a bunch of land to give it away to foreigners to systematically destroy the United States of America, and one day we wake up and we don't own nothing in our own country. But I digress. That land down there, they moved thousands of people out. All these grave sites, they never moved them. These, all these cemeteries uh, just grown over and all. But ever for the last 70 years, and it probably goes back much, much further than that, but what I've dug on are some of the reports in the last 70 years 
I've heard stuff out of LBL from Indian curses and uh, uh, one group of people, group of people saw these spheres of lights hanging over some of the graves in, in the area. I, I'm telling you, folks, that is a really strange, mysterious place known as the land between the lakes. People have seen these, uh, these creatures that this show is based on tonight. Seven feet tall, thick, long hair covering the whole body. And here's another thing that, is, that finds a commonality between Bigfoot, Mothman, all these things. They all stink. They all smell horrible. Isn't that funny? You know, uh, the Bible talks about what hell smells like. And these things, by reports, smell like hell. Sulfur and death and rotted flesh. Folks, there's boogers in this world, I'm here to tell you, but they're not what you've been told they are. We've been told all our lives they're from Mars or or the Bigfoot is some leftover creature from Cro-Magnon. Ma boogers are from hell. They come to us as unauthorized visitors into what I have referred to as the Baptist box. Now, the Baptist box, I'll just give you a quick primer on what that is because that's going to be a common term used through all the Hillbilly Hank shows. The Baptist box is a four-dimensional world that the good Lord in heaven made for us to live in, told us to stay in it, even told us don't talk to dead people because they're on the outside of the Baptist box, stay in the Baptist box, but we are to search for truth, and we are to search the scriptures. And the Bible tells us clearly that we tells us clearly that we see through a glass darkly. We don't see clearly now, but there'll be a time when we pass away, leave this earthly body, and go outside the Baptist box. But the Lord knows that there are a myriad of things that live outside the Baptist box of which we are to have nothing to do. Nothing. We are not to talk to them. We are not to kiss them. We are not to hug them. But know thine enemy is wise advice. And that's what the series of the Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly Haint shows, Hillbilly Haint shows, are all about. For us to know our enemy. And if I do anything on these shows, if I accomplish anything on this show, if we don't sell any soap, if nobody has any fun, if there's no interesting information on them, and I hope all those are not true, but even if they are, I hope that my listeners come away with one realization, and if you listen to the series of shows, you'll come away with this realization, that boogers are from hell. Well, what about my grandma? I saw grandma in the backyard. Well, what did she say? She beckoned me to come with her. Well... Does your dead grandma want you to be dead too? And what did God say about Samuel and all that talking to dead people? Eh, 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 don't do it. I mean, I know people that pray to dead people. Ooh, folks, that's a direct, direct uh, breaking God's law. Don't talk to dead people. And when he says don't talk to them, I venture to say he means don't pray to them because you got to talk to them to pray to them. Don't talk to dead people. Stay in the Baptist box. Stay in where you belong. 
And the Lord told the things that live outside the Baptist box a similar order. Don't go into the Baptist box. But we have people in the box breaking the rules, and we've got things outside the box breaking the rules. Mm. You see where I'm going with this? These things are not to be kissed, hugged, talked to, messed with. I do these shows so that my Christian and Jewish friends who know the Bible is the true word of God also know that these things are our enemy. You see your grandma walking across the floor? Here's some news for you. That's not your grandma. Do you think Satan doesn't know exactly what your grandmother sounded like, looked like, walked like? Do you think Satan doesn't have little listening ears? I mean, Satan, for goodness sakes, even the government's got listening ears. Satan knows. He knows. He knows what your granny looked like, talked like, walked like, sounded like, acted like. And the devil is, number one, a liar. Number two, a deceiver, and that's probably redundant. But if you take anything away from this series of Hillbilly Haint shows, I want everyone to understand that, folks, they're not boogers. They're not your grandmother. They're not your great-uncle that passed away in the 40s. There is no good reason to uh, live your life trying to get outside the Baptist box. There's no good reason for that. You're making God mad. Uh, You get on your knees at night and pray for God to send angels around your family to protect you. And then you start talking to boogers and the angels get embarrassed and they know you're breaking the rules and it's an unholy act and they have to leave. So what have you got when your protection leaves? Your godly protection leaves you. Oh, me, you're in peril. You got, uh, you're begging for trouble. So uh, don't talk to dead folks. Don't talk to boogers. This show is about warning people of what we're dealing with and ways to uh, maybe fight back against them or to avoid them altogether. So we're talking tonight, folks, about the land between the lakes beast. Uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm proud of about this show is I was able to find some information that has been really suppressed by the media. And I'm going to go ahead and get into that uh, right now. I think we've uh, bashed the government enough and uh, whacked the devil in the head a few times. And really, that's my function in life now as a... As an old retired, semi-retired uh, media guy, I've got a few functions left in my life. One is to provide for my family and do good for mankind wherever I can. And another is to warn people about the evil in the world and how we've been deceived into accepting it as normalcy. The devil's a busy rascal. Are you lazy? I am. I'm lazy as a dickens. All of us have a little lazy streak in us one way or another, but that devil ain't lazy. He's motivated. He hates God so much that it keeps him just working diligently against God and against God's favorite creation, and that's us. The devil's a busy varmint, buddy. He rests not. 
I don't think he needs to sleep or anything, see? So that bugger's always working to deceive us and to get us going down a bad road. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll divert from the beast of LBL for just a second here because I, I really want to make a point. And I made this point to my wife the other night, and a lot of people, if they'll be quiet and listen to this, they'll understand what I mean. Satan operates with a type of psychological judo. Now, if you know anything about judo, you might know that the successful judo artist uses the uh, activity of his opponent against the opponent. In other words, when the opponent runs at you, you don't run directly against the opponent to try to meet him 180 degrees out of his uh, direction. You let him come towards you at a fast pace, and you just nudge him off about five degrees off to the left, and he hits a concrete wall and busts his head wide open, and you've won the fight, and all you've done is nudge a guy that's running at you a little bit. You see what I mean? So it doesn't take much effort. It takes a lot of effort to meet this 200-pound guy that's running at you full speed. It takes a lot of effort to bring him to a screeching halt. But to just nudge him off a few degrees and watch him splatter his head against the concrete wall behind you, that doesn't take a lot of effort. That's judo. Satan's a great judo artist. He knows if you've got some fire-breathing, gun-clinging, Bible-loving, Jesus-praising feller or lady, that it would take almost an insurmountable amount of uh, work on the devil's part to turn you completely around in the opposite way and to have you worship Satan. It's a long way between praising God and worshiping Satan. But as we all, as good Bible-believing Christians and Jews know, that we don't have to miss heaven by a billion miles. We just have to miss the gate, that narrow little gate, that teeny tiny little narrow gate where you got to suck in your belly turn sideways to get through it to get into heaven. We know that it ain't easy to get to heaven. So we also know that if the if we are heading toward the gate, that narrow, skinny, teeny, tiny, narrow, hard-to-get-through gate, and we're heading right toward it, the devil doesn't have to turn us all the way around. He just got to bump us off a few steps, and we miss that little skinny gate. That's why the Bible is so adamant about following the rules and, uh, and sort of staying in that Baptist box. You step outside that Baptist box, it doesn't take much effort for the devil to push you off a degree or two. And the way I made the analogy to my wife was thusly. She's planning a trip to Mars, for example, in a rocket ship. And I don't want her to go, for example. Sometimes I might wish she would take a little trip, but <laughs> that's another story. I don't have to make her head in the opposite direction to have her end up in, God forbid, lost in space, Will Robinson. I just got to move her off about one degree, and she'll go flying past Mars into the dark abyss. You see what I mean? I didn't have to turn her all the way around and head her toward the opposite direction of Mars. I just had to move her off a little bit. Talking to your dead grandmother 
Even if she says, oh, Jimmy, I always loved you. But you did something when you were small that God will not forgive you for. Well, see, that's the devil eating on you. And those boogers that you think's your dead grandma, they never have anything godly to say to you. Have you noticed that? You see these uh, media, these spirit mediums and everything. They're not saying, well, the best thing for you to do is to go home and get on your knees and pray in the name of Jesus Christ to our Lord and ask for forgiveness. Them boogers don't tell you that. They got no good advice. None. And the fact that our government hides a lot of this stuff really makes me wonder a little bit about the, the goodness of our government these days. We're going to step away here for just a second. I'm going to sell a little soap. And when we come back, I'm going to, I've really sort of skipped over what this beast is all about. And we're going to get into that when we come back. But I promise you, we're going to tie the government to some of these boogers. We'll be back in just a minute. Are you itching? Are you scratching? Well, friends, I'm the old Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly from Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly Soap Company telling you this very day that it's not only the dry winter air that makes you scratch and dig and dig around on yourself all winter long with that dry skin. Folks, go to hoppinmadhillbilly.com and get hillbilly soap handmade just for you in the Smoky Mountains. Welcome back, everybody. You've done messed up again. Tuned in to the Hopman Hillbilly Radio Circus on the Air, Hillbilly Haint Show. Brought to you each Friday night by WJFC Radio, right here in Jefferson City, Tennessee, the foothills of the Smokies, and worldwide at hoppinmadhillbilly.com. A lot of people mess that up. Remember that you're dealing with a hillbilly here. We don't say hopping. That's so pretentious to put the G on the end of the I-N-G. Hopping. No, it's hopping. We're hillbillies. H-O-P-P-I-N-M-A-D hillbilly. Hoppinmadhillbilly.com. You can get your soap there. You can see the movie of the week there. We've got some uh, contests and all kind of groovy things going to be going on over there as we grow and as we get that going. But I want you to go over to hoppinmadhillbilly.com. We're working on being able to actually hear the shows there. And uh, here in just a few weeks... Uh, we're going to be doing this as a television show. Ooh, that's cool, ain't it? Going to be doing Hillbilly Haints as a television show, and we'll be simulcasting the audio right here on WJFC and at hoppinmadhillbilly.com for your enjoyment, I hope. Now, we're going to get back to the beast of LBL. That's what we're talking about tonight. Land Between the Lakes. Uh, a lot of the reports, uh, the really nefarious ones, the really sinister ones have come here in the last 70 years or so, but that land's old. I mean, there are grave sites down there, 1705, 1712. They've been folks down there a long time, and, and of course, a lot of Indian uh, uh, cemeteries in that area, too. But John F. Kennedy decided that, uh, that those families, you know, needed to leave and give it to the world. I got a real bad thing about eminent domain, folks. I just don't like that. But we have to do it for the masses. Well, who's the son of a gun that spent 100 years, him and his daddy and his granddaddy and his great-granddaddy, pulling rocks, cutting trees, digging, making making a a decent place out of the wilderness? Who is it for the government to come and take it from? You know, I got a... That's just, you know... I got a problem with eminent domain, but... I digress a little. 
this area down there is a huge area. I don't know how many acres it is, like 700,000 acres or something, but it's a huge area. And there have been reports of this thing. This thing has been seen seven feet tall, half man, half dog. We talked about the wampus cat, half woman, half cat. Now we got the beast of LBL, half man, half dog, half man, half human, half something else, half human, half something else. Now where did all this get started? Half human, half something else. It got started a long time ago, folks, even before Genesis. You know, old Bibles don't say in Genesis the world was void. No, old Bibles say the world became void. And a lot of scholars, and I'm no scholar, but I do agree with these scholars, understand that there was a whole lot of goings-on before the flood. And there was a whole lot of goings-on before the first word in Genesis. Because if the world became void, it must have not been void before. So there were pre-edemic races. There was antediluvian culture. There was a whole lot of stuff going on long before Genesis chapter 1. You may not have known that. But put your NIV Bible, these corrupted Bibles, down. These new Bibles that have been massaged by these godless people. And just a word, well, I know, it's just a word or two changed. They didn't change whole chapters. The main idea is, what did I just say about moving you off one degree from heading to Mars and that little skinny gate to get into heaven? What is the best way to get Christians to go to hell? Give them a Bible that's full of lies. Whoa, give them a massaged Bible, a modern Bible, where it says, well, you know, Lucifer was really just a misunderstood. I mean, golly, the things I read in these modern Bibles, the things they've twisted. Folks, find you the oldest, oldest King James Bible you can find, and that should be your Bible. People didn't have as many political axes to grind when they were doing the... Uh, the, the translations between ancient Greek, Aramaic, and the English language. They didn't have all those. They had axes. Sure, they did. Uh, believe me, there's a place in Italy where there's a bunch of axes. They've got a lot of axes to grind, and that's why each week there's a new religion that comes out of there, really. Well, we changed our mind. Today, yesterday, if you did this, it would send you to hell, but today we give you some money, and, and you know what I mean. But the Lord says, I am the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So these, these religious groups, I won't call them churches, but these religious groups that change with the wind, like the French in a, in a wartime scenario, uh, that's not godly. God doesn't change. God's word doesn't change. Two plus two was four a billion years ago. It'll be two plus two, four a billion years from now. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So these quote-unquote modified, modernized Bibles could have you miss that little teeny tiny itty bitty skinny gate that you've got to turn sideways and suck your belly in to squeeze through there. That's how hard it is to get there. Now going to hell, 12 lane interstate highway, all one direction straight to the pit. 
My wife said the other day, well, you know this man that you see on TV that you say is a blasphemous preacher? He must be doing the right thing. Look at the crowds. Look at all the smiling faces. He tells people, if you come to me and give me some money, you'll be rich. Well, show me where that's at in the Bible. He doesn't have to say Jesus was a liar. He's just got to say, well, Jesus was telling the truth, but here's a little something else. And you miss that gate by three feet, but you only have to miss that gate by three microns of an inch, and you don't get to heaven. Oh, that ain't Oprah. That ain't Oprah talking, is it? No. That's not this one world government, new age BS, that they will not come out and say that Jesus is the bad guy. But they will try to nudge you off the mark just enough so you can't get in that little skinny gate. Don't let them do it. And this show is about warning my listeners that these evil things are from hell. If there had been some Cro-Magnon man who had bred with uh, Neanderthals or Neanderthals, I think that's the true way to say it, uh, and that's where we get Bigfoot. Don't you know we'd have caught a Bigfoot? We'd have found a Bigfoot leg, a Bigfoot toe, some Bigfoot. Folks, these things go somewhere where we can't go. They live outside the Baptist box, and they come into our Baptist box as unauthorized visitors. What we don't want to do is to go outside the Baptist box as an unauthorized visitor there. We were told to stay in this box. They were told to stay outside the box. Yet we have people trying to get outside, and they've got things over there trying to get in here. Everybody doesn't obey the rules, do they? This beast of LBL is no exception. There is a report that has been really suppressed. It made one little radio show and was quickly clamped down on. The newspaper reporters were threatened if they cover it, all kind of terrible things will happen to them and their family. But you see, I'm too ornery to be scared of threats like that. They told me for 25 years, Chris Kirk, you're supposed to be on national TV selling wristwatches and pocket knives. You're not supposed to be telling the government dirt. Don't you know that they'll get you? Aren't you scared? Nah, I got Jesus in my heart, a colt in my pocket. I ain't afraid of much. I'm afraid of God. I don't want God mad at me, and he's been mad at me before. My life wasn't worth a flip during that period of time either, I'm here to tell you. Don't make God mad. Sort of like uh, Macy's. Uh, Mr. Trump, we're, we hate you. We're taking your ties out of, out of the store. Well, what happened to them? They lost half their stores, and all the people are getting laid off, and they went. So, so don't. Don't tick off Mr. Trump, but certainly don't tick off God. Because as powerful a man as Mr. Trump is and will be straightening up this nasty cesspool we call the United States of America for the last eight years, he's nothing, nothing. He's a, he is dirt on the shoe of the living God. So if Mr. Trump can hammer a huge organization for poking him in the eye, what do you think God's going to do to people that break his rules daily? You see what I mean? This thing is evil. And to prove to you that this thing is not just some kind of uh, leftover Bigfoot or unknown cryptid, 
I want to tell you of this report. A few years ago, there was a lady who worked at the IGA in that little town down there on the north end of the LBL. It used to be a little country store, but a few years ago, you know, the the conglomerates went into every little teeny town and bought up everything they could because they want total control. It's all got to be centralized like Soviet Russia, you know, one store. That's why you're going to see if Mr. Trump doesn't fix this problem, there won't be any retailers other than that one down there, uh, you know, where it's at. Be the only retailer there is. The GovMart, I call them Government Mart. And the guy that formed Government Mart, you may or may not know this, but he was uh, the one responsible for the internment camps <laughs> during World War II where the German citizens and Japanese citizens were picked up and, and put in uh, internment camps. Uh, his daddy was in charge of all that stuff. So that just tells you the kind of man that, uh, and the kind of family and the kind of people that run that big government mart down there that's put how many dress shops out of business in this area? How many hardware stores have closed up since they came here? Hmm? How many little fishing stores and hardware stores and uh, uh, novelty shops? How many of those places have closed up since that big booger come in here? Well, lots of them. And actually, folks, if we keep digging, keep digging, keep digging right to the root, it all comes down to Satan, of course. But just on top of Satan is a lot of the people in our government, I'm afraid. This thing known as the Beast of LBL, as a lot of these boogers are, are half human and half something else. Oh, half something else. Well, you know, the Bible's pretty clear about why God flooded this world and wiped it off. Wiped it, just cleaned it up got rid of the stuff that was here and left Noah and his family to continue the uh, existence of earth. It was because flesh had been corrupted, mixed, put together with things that it weren't, wasn't supposed to be put together with. Have you ever seen a picture of a minotaur, half horse, half man? You ever seen those Egyptian glyphs off those pyramids over there that's got a nine-foot-tall guy with a dog's head? Folks, the beast of LBL is nothing new. Satan and his little boogers have been around a long time. There's a story told about this particular booger by a lady that, as I say, worked at that little store down there. And she was there all by herself one evening and no customers or anything. A few people, I think, had been in and out. This is just a few years ago. And there were two police officers that uh, were her regular customers. She knew them on a first-name basis. And they had been down in the LBL on some special call. And in the middle of all this investigation, they came up there to get some coffee. And she was going to make them some coffee and got them some. And... And they went outside and sat on the curb. And since it was late and she didn't have any customers and she knew these guys, she went out and sat with them and listened to their story. And as I understand it, it took them a while to get their story going because they were just so verklempt. You know, they were just vapor-locked and terrified. And this lady said she could see they were, you know, they were white. They were just ghostly white. One of them was throwing up. I mean, this, these two guys had really witnessed something that a human being ain't supposed to ever see. And since time is short in this show, I won't give you the, the entire report, but I'll give you the, the, the most important parts of it. After a lot of prodding 
and allowing those guys to sit there and simmer down a while, she, she got the story. And the story was there was a family in the LBL, and they took, they'd taken their camper there, and it was a, a man and his wife and their two young kids, a little boy and a little girl. They had gone to park there and uh, and to enjoy the the area. It's a beautiful area, uh, and to camp and fish and play with their kids there alongside the lake. And some lady, a hiker, walked up on their campsite and went and got the cops. And it wasn't only the police that went there. I understand that there were two different government agencies that were there as well. Mm, U.S. government involved in boogers again. Mm. Colonel Aquino involved. Just do yourself a favor, folks. Google Colonel Aquino. See who his buddies were. Google this man as well. Jack Parsons. The man from whom the JPL Laboratory... You know, you think it's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, right? No, it's Jack Parsons Lab. Look those characters up and see if you can understand what I mean about there are those in our government that are bad news. Well, I think both those cats are dead now, but they've been replaced with others just like them. If you saw any of the Hillary Clinton, John Podesta WikiLeaks, you know that we have people in our government that are sickly evil. I don't want to get into that Pizzagate stuff. Again, uh, because it just makes me sick at my stomach to even think about what some of those characters do to children. But, but uh, there are evil people in our government. And let's just hope that Mr. Trump starts draining the swamp at the bottom. But this thing is bad news, folks. And uh, these, these, people, uh, these people were discovered after, after the authorities got there. They had flashlights. It was the middle of the night, of course, and they were wee hours of the morning is the way the lady puts it. So I'm assuming this is 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when she's talking to these guys. And they had just come from the scene. When they got to the camper, and I won't get too graphic, but suffice it to say it was a bloody mess. There were body parts strewn all around the campsite, Oh, gosh, when I read this report, folks, and I don't even want to air it, some of the things that were found, they found the man in many pieces. They found his wife in several pieces, and they found the little boy, oh, in the shape he was in, in many pieces. But the little girl was missing. Now the government shows up, two government agencies, down in the LBL, all investigating this crime scene. I use the term crime loosely. They're down there investigating this crime scene, and one officer, this was a Tennessee State Patrolman, was with his flashlight close by the campsite looking for the little girl or for whatever evidence they might procure. And something drops on a drop of something falls on the bill of his cap and he shines the light up and there's a little girl 65 feet up in one of the tallest oak trees in the LBL. When they recover that little girl's body, there was a bite mark in the side of the body that was larger 
of course, you know, they were saying, well, it could have been a, a, a cat, large cougar, or it could have been a bear. Well, I don't think there are any bear in the LBL anyway, but we've got them around here, but I don't think there are any out there. But So they measured these bite marks much too large for any known wild animal. Mm, see why they suppress this in the media, don't you? On the father's back were four claw marks and a smaller claw mark like a thumb. Those claw marks were too wide to have come from any known living creature. Whatever this thing was, was really big and it was really strong and it was really evil. These cops could barely tell their lady friend what was going on. Now, this is where the reports come from, is the lady from the IGA. It's where all these reports come from. And one officer, who probably is fired now for sharing this information. It's not the only report. There's yet another report. Now, these are recent reports. I'm not like Wampus Cat. I'm not going back to the days of the, when the Cherokee roamed the hills of eastern Tennessee. I'm talking just a few years ago. This is modern history here. Other reports of people mauled, chewed by something that was, as the scientist said, one scientist that observed the bodies, said that it was at least twice as big as a human being. Now, a grizzly bear ain't twice as tall as a human being. We don't, what walks on two legs that's twice as big as a human being? I, I don't know. The prints they got from there were as large, or no, I'm sorry, the cop said he wore a size 16 shoe, if I'm remembering this right. And the footprints would dwarf his. Dwarf his. Now, that old cop had some big feet, boy. But whatever left this print in the dirt down there, the police officer said would dwarf his. And he said it looked very canine in nature. Mixing. Half man, half something else. Half woman, half something else. All flesh was corrupted. Boy, you know, Satan really he must have hated us. He was up there in heaven, cat bird seat, boy. Cat bird seat. Right there beside God himself, going wherever he wanted to go, was the star, the morning star, and an angel of light, and then God made us, and loved us so much, and that old devil got so eat up with jealousy that he started a multi-millennium war against God's favorite creation known as mankind. That's what boogers are all about. It's what ghosts are all about. It's what haints are all about. Keeping us out of heaven. Yeah. Never thought about it like that, I'll bet you. Well, that's precisely why there are boogers. There are visitors inside our Baptist box that aren't supposed to be here. Now, the term angel means messenger. So, obviously, angels, not fallen ones, but angels are God's messengers. They were made specifically to travel outside the box, inside the box, back and forth to carry messages, to bring us messages from God. 
They are the only things, other than our prayer directly to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, those angels are the only authorized entities to transfer back and forth inside and outside the Baptist box. Now, if you're Methodist, if you're Presbyterian, you know what I'm saying about the Baptist box. And I refer to Baptist box because I'm Baptist, or I was, until I went to church and saw how they've been affected by the big pile churches. Oh, I'm going to do another show on the pile of churches. Oh, the Pope and the Holy Father from the Orthodox and the head of the SBC, Southern Baptist Convention, and the head of the United Methodists and the Presbyterian leaders, they all get in a big old pile and say, well, you do things that are diametrically opposed to what I know to be the truth, but just in order for us all to get in a big old pile, I will prostitute what I know to be true. I will give up my values just to get in a big old pile with you guys. Well, what does God say about the times when we have one world religion and one world government? It's time to kiss your backside goodbye. The Lord is about to come. We're either going to heaven or hell at that time. So we don't want a big pile religion. Give me that big pile religion. Give me that big pile religion. That ain't the way the song goes. And I don't want much of a pile of nothing. Because that's what that is. A pile. Give me that big pile religion. So that's my rant for the show. And I think I'll use this opportunity to uh, slip away here for just a minute, sell a little soap, I'll calm down, and uh, when we come back, we'll get more into this beast of LBL and some of the booger things that's going on down there, folks. Oh, I'm telling you, the beast of LBL, wampus cat, I don't think there's 10 cents different in them. A little bit of difference. We'll talk about that when we come back. Are you itching? Are you scratching? Well, friends, I'm the old Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly from Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly Soap Company telling you this very day that it's not only the dry winter air that makes you scratch and dig and dig around on yourself all winter long with that dry skin. Folks, go to hoppinmadhillbilly.com and get hillbilly soap handmade just for you in the Smoky Mountains. Oh, welcome back, everybody. You can keep your big pile religion. Keep your big pile religion. Keep your big pile religion. It ain't no good for me. Yep, that's one of my soapboxes, folks. I don't want to see everybody in a big old pile because, you know, Methodists do things that Baptists see as wrong. Did you know uh, Methodists do things that Catholics see as wrong? Did you know Catholics do things that Baptists see as wrong? Doctrinally foundationally wrong shouldn't get in the big old pile with people that you know believe wrong or prostitute your own convictions and get in a big old pile well i don't think god likes that you know even jesus talked about those cats from nazarene he said well you know of course jesus made wine but jesus gave those cats kudos said well you know they don't like drinking wine and they don't drink wine they believe it's wrong they don't drink it and i admire them for it they had convictions. God likes convictions. But a big old pile religion means that all the people in the pile gave up their convictions. See what I mean? God likes convictions. Big pile religion, you can't have convictions. Well, that's my two cents on that. And how does that uh, uh, parlay into the Hillbilly Haints Beast of LBL show? Well, that Beast of LBL is a product, I believe, 
from all the information I can get out of it, and I've dug this pretty deep, folks. I've even gotten some, some, uh, I really shouldn't tell that. I used to work with a boy. He's a man now because it's 25, 30 years ago. But I used to work with a boy who was a big deer hunter, and I was deer hunting a lot at the time. I, I don't deer hunt much anymore. I'd, I'd rather shoot uh, enemies of the United States before I would a poor little old deer, although I love eating deer. I love hunting deer, and I love eating deer, but I don't like killing them anymore. But anyway, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a young man. That, well, he's not young anymore, as I say, but I worked with him years ago. And I had a deer trip planned to go down at Chuck Swan. And the uh, guy said, ah, Chris, there are more deer hunters than there are deer at Chuck Swan. You need to go to LBL. Well, this young man I was working with overheard the conversation. When everybody else cleared out, he got real close to me. And he said, uh, Chris, I, I wouldn't hunt down there if I was you. And I said, what? And he said, well, you know, I hear you talk about boogers and haints and stuff you've seen. He said, some people are susceptible to seeing stuff, and some people go their whole lives and don't see anything out of the normal, out of the way of everyday life. But he said, I've heard you talk about boogers and haints, stuff you've seen. He said, you're apt to see what I saw down there. And he said, I just uh, bet that you don't want to see it. He was involved in a project that was going on very close to there. And they had a truck that broke down. And they went to take care of the truck in the middle of the night. And right in front of him, as he pulled in on the scene to fix the truck, something crossed the road that was seven and a half feet tall, long, long, brown, shaggy, rotten hair, and a dog's head. Now, I can't tell you the organization. If you knew the organization, you'd see why this was so... Uh, this guy had no reason. As a matter of fact, he had every reason in the world to not tell me that. But I don't hunt at LBL, and I never have, and I never will, based on what uh, he told me. So there are reports, modern reports. Oh, there are ancient reports by the score. Uh, uh, of uh, little Native American children getting ripped to, to shreds and, and their liver eaten. Uh, and, and, and a lot of these things, a lot of instances, they find the bodies 30, 40, 50, 65 feet stuck in a tree somewhere. I couldn't get a body 65 feet in a tree, could you? No, you probably could. Be dang tough. And if you did... I'd bet you couldn't pull it in 12 pieces and take a bite mark out that had a three-foot circumference of the bite. Mm. Did you know that there is a place, a U.S. government-owned island off the coast of New York State, very close, actually part of the state of New York, where government experiments have been going on for a long time, and they won't let you go on that island. And you better not even try to step foot on it, because you will be arrested. But all around this island, they find uh, dead dogs washed up on shore in New York with one front leg coming out the middle of its chest and two back legs. Or, uh, or calf's heads that have sharp teeth like carnivores. Yeah. Satan ain't the only one likes mixing stuff. You know, I touched a while ago on the fact that... Uh, God destroyed the earth because of genetic manipulation done by Satan and his minions. 
That's what got us flooded, folks. Genetic engineering. Yep. It's what got the world wiped out. Made God really mad. I spent time making them little creatures down there, devil, and now you're turning them into half this, half that. The devil loves half one thing, half another. Mixing, mixing, mixing. Satan's number one thing, mixing stuff. Taking what God made, mixing it. Trying to improve on what God made. Devil, you ain't going to improve nothing. But it made God so mad that he wiped the whole world out and got Noah. Got Noah because he was pure in his generation. If you look up the term generation in your Strong's Concordance, you'll see that in that instance it means race, which was the term used in today's vernacular would be genetic background. He was pure in his genetics. But all the other creatures roaming the earth had been messed up. All flesh had been corrupted. All flesh. Dogs weren't what they were supposed to be. Wolves weren't what they were supposed to be. People weren't what they were supposed to be. They were mixed. Satan mixed stuff. God don't like mixed stuff. No, no. There's no way to stay absolutely pure on this earth. And I believe that most people that do not have RH negative blood, which I do not, have some Nephilim chromosomal influence in our bodies. I think that's what makes us so prone to sinning. And I think Satan knew that, and he hates us so much, that's why he did what he did. But you know, the Bible also says there were giants in the world in those days and also after that. So there's an obvious reoccurrence of these nasty things that came back into the world after God flooded the place and wiped them out. Now, there's some speculations on how they came back. They may have just came in on a spaceship. I mean, we don't know. But some scholars say that they came in through, uh, not Shem's wife, um, Ham's wife, uh, Noah's son. Ham, and he and his family and wife and kids and all were pure in their generation, but the wives, there's no mention that they were pure in their generation. And, uh, uh, of course, Shem's wife, Shem and his wife, their bloodline led to the birth of Jesus Christ, so it's certainly not Shem's old lady that got us in trouble. Uh, but it looks like Ham's wife was the one. I don't know. I, I, that's, that's about as far as I've dug on that, and I would appreciate any input that my listeners may come up with to, to give me some feedback on that. But the fact remains that mixing gets in God's ear. He just don't like mixing stuff. And Satan is a mixing son of a gun. The wampus cat, half cat, half woman. The beast of LBL, half man, half dog. All these things floating up on the beach in the state of New York off that island, half something, half something else. It's all about that mixing, about that mixing, about that mixing, all about that mixing. Satan loves to mix. Well, what's his motivation? He hates us. He hates God and he's trying to get even. And he's really active right now because he knows that he has a little bit of time left. Folks, any booger we talk about on this show, any haint, it all boils down to unauthorized visitations from outside the Baptist box. 
We don't want to be guilty of that. Don't go to seances. Don't, don't pray to dead people. Don't talk to your dead grandmother who is dead. Because that's not her. Stay in the box. Know thine enemy. It's a good thing to know how your enemy operates. That's why I do these shows. You don't hear me on here saying, let's all gather up and go find some boogers and kiss them and talk to them and use a spirit box to talk. No, you ain't going to hear that on this show. <laughs> no. No, we talk about boogers on this show because it's a warning show. Don't truck with boogers. God doesn't want you to do that. Now, if God doesn't want you talking to your dread, dead grandma, he certainly doesn't want you talking to the wampus cat or the beast of LBL or ghosts or specters or anything else like that outside the Baptist box. This beast of LBL is way outside the Baptist box, and when he comes in our box, folks, it gets bloody. It gets nasty. It gets so bad that the U.S. government converges on any spot where it's possibly been spotted, investigates with lead gloves. What? Why? What do you need lead gloves to pick up uh, dead body parts of some people that were killed by some animal? Huh? Lead gloves? Huh? Yep. Lead gloves. So maybe it's radioactive outside the Baptist box. Maybe that's reason number 14,602 why God doesn't want us going over there. Maybe it's radioactive. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a searcher as well, folks, just like you. But I do know that when that thing's spotted, the government shows up. Mm-hmm. Google Colonel Aquino, Michael Aquino. Google Jack Parsons from JPL. Google the Church of Satan, Crowley, Alistair Crowley. Google Alistair Crowley's government friends, Alistair Crowley being the chief priest. He's dead now, thank goodness. But he was the chief priest of the Church of Satan, which a lot of Hollywood stars were members of. As a matter of fact, uh, you may remember Jane Mansfield, the va 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 girl. Well, she was in that church, and she had told her friends that she was going to leave that church one evening. She was down in Mississippi or Alabama, somewhere down south. She'd made a comment to her friends that she was going to get out of that nasty thing, and of course she left there against her family's wishes and was promptly killed in a car wreck and chopped her head right off in the car wreck. So if you don't want to be killed by Satanists, don't be involved with them in the first place because once you're in, you don't get out. No. If you're in there and you try to get out, they kill you. I, I will say that I have turned down many opportunities to become members of secret societies. One I was going to do, and my father just simply wouldn't let me do it because my dad's a lot smarter than I am, folks. He's dead and gone, and I sure miss him. He's a lot smarter man, a lot wiser guy than I ever will be. But these things come and have come from and have some tie-in to secret societies. 
and the secret societies have a tie-in with parts of the United States government, not just the U.S. government. I'm sure it goes on Mexico, Venezuela. You go down to South America, you know, they're chopping off chicken heads, worshiping Satan right out in the street. They don't even try to hide it. At least American Satanists, they go in a basement somewhere, and they don't want you to actually see them eat children's brains. But you go outside the United States, they do it in, in the open. As a matter of fact, Haiti, for example, you, people wonder why is that one place so hammered with bad weather and pestilence and disease? Now, because bef as the United States was dedicated to our Lord Jesus Christ before the first pilgrim put his foot on the beach, Haiti was dedicated to Satan. Did you know that? Well, are you surprised now since it is absolutely Satan's territory why those people are sick and flooded and hurricanes and tsunamis and whacking them all the time. Of course, it does give the Clinton Foundation an opportunity to say, give us money to help Haiti. They take in $50 billion and give them kids down there in Haiti a check for 10 bucks and go, look how nice we are. Well, we're on to you, Hillary. <laughs> we're on to you now. So, uh, so maybe by some of this stuff coming to light that we can put a stop to it. But Haiti was dedicated to Satan as the United States of America was dedicated to our Lord Jesus Christ. And while we were, most Americans were going to church and loving the Lord and trying to do right, we were a blessed nation, loaned money to everybody. Then we bring in a Kenyan, Keynesian candidate who was planted here to destroy America by Satan, I believe, and did a very good job. Uh, you know, people say, well, Obama didn't do a very good job. I think he did an excellent job. He really did a lot of uh, Satan's uh, harm to America and did a very, very good job. So you got to give the devil credit where credit's due. Obama did a great job at uh, beginning the destruction of the last bastion of Christendom known as the United States of America. He did a great job. He redistributed wealth from people who worked hard and obeyed the rules and loved Jesus. He took their money and gave it to people who chop off chicken heads, smoke crack, and kill babies. Yeah, he did a great job for Satan. You got to give him credit. A very effective president if helping Satan was what you want to do. And he did. Our CIA, our FBI is all eaten up with radical Islam. Did you know that some of the highest government officials are Islamic? And you wonder why that some guy goes into a mall and kills a bunch of Jews and Christians and, uh, and he gets three years in jail? That's because the people running our country aren't much different than him. Well... I pray to our Lord that that changes and the swamp, as I say, is drained from the bottom. Mr. Trump, if you're listening, drain the swamp from the bottom. Don't start on the surface. Put the pump in the bottom of the swamp and start pumping from there because there's some nasty stuff in that swamp known as Washington, D.C. Now, why am I talking about boogers and pounding on the government? Because these boogers, especially the one we're talking about tonight, the, the beast of LBL, is a halfy. It's a mix. And our government on this island off the coast of New York looks like they picked up right where Satan left off with his genetic engineering, mix and mix and mix and mix and mix and everybody in a big old pile, get everything together, mix it, mix it. Oh, God hates that. Man, that is something that uh, we all have to deal with. But I want everyone to be aware of it. Mixing, did you know my grandmother was a very, very stringent believer in the Bible? 
my family dislikes me sometimes because they say I'm like my grandmother in that way. Oh, you're so dogmatic. You're so hard-headed. You're so unmovable. Well, when you know you got it right and you let somebody change you, you're an idiot. But my grandmother believed that Bible more than me, and I, I'm 100% in, so I, I'm giving some kudos to my granny. And she didn't like her daddy's mules. Her dad had two of the coolest old mules you ever saw, and they worked hard. Oh, man, they were good mules. I liked them. They my great-grandpa's mules. I, I liked them old mules. They were good to me. They, they didn't like many people. They'd kick you and everything else, but they they liked me for some reason. But my grandma didn't like mules, and I said, Granny, why don't you like grandpa's mules? She said, because they're mixed. They're not supposed to be. Hmm. Well, I sort of blew that off until I was 16, 17 years old and started reading the Bible real good myself and found out she's darn right. If God had wanted mules, he'd have made mules. Yep. Where do we get house cats? She didn't hate house cats because there was no mixture of two different things to make a house cat. That's called selective breeding, and I can't really see a whole lot wrong with that. You got two wild lynxes, and they have some kittens, and you get the little bitty kitten out that's really nice, and it, and it happens again, and you get that little bitty kitten out, and one's a male, one's a female, and then you put those kittens together, and their kittens are a little nicer than their grandparents, a little easier to get along with, etc., etc. And after several generations, you end up with, instead of a cat that'll rip your face off, one that'll sit on your lap and purr while you watch the TV. That's selective breeding. That's not mixing of races. Mixing of, not races, because mankind is mankind. I'm, I'm not sitting here bashing, uh, you know, a, a, a white girl marrying a, uh, an Asian guy. I'm not really base, bashing on that. I don't really know where God stands on that yet. So I, that's not part of my dissertation here. But I do know that God don't like mixing dogs with people, mixing cats with Indian women. He, he doesn't like that. But I also know the government's doing something like that now. And we got to watch it, folks. we got to watch for the government playing Satan. The government playing God's bad enough because the government doesn't do anything well. Anything as it gets big gets stinky. You know, you start off with a trade union and it's looking out for the workers and then all of a sudden the trade union's got $5 billion in the bank and the union's rotten. You got union workers busting their butt, working 90 hours a week, giving all their paycheck to some guy that never works a lick and needs that, uh, needs that union dues to pay for his new Cadillac. Or a church that's, that's working hard for the poor man and trying to save souls, and then it gets so big the church got $5 billion in the bank. And all them people go, well, you know, I can steal a million, nobody even notice it. It breeds corruption. Things that get too big get dirty. Big companies, look at General Motors. When my dad was a General Motors dealer, you couldn't even be a General Motors dealer. You could not own a Chevrolet dealership if you had a bad background. Now, I don't think they care. If you got the money, honey, we got the time. Things have changed. Things ain't the same. We have been systematically attacked, effectively attacked, by the devil and his minions. And this beast of LBL is nothing more or less than a satanic minion 
on an unauthorized trip inside the Baptist box to do as much damage to God's favorite creation, mankind, as possible. Folks, we're going to step away here for just a second. I want you to hear about the world's best soap. Are you itching? Are you scratching? Well, friends, I'm the old Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly from Hoppin' Mad Hillbilly Soap Company telling you this very day that it's not only the dry winter air that makes you scratch and dig and dig around on yourself all winter long with that dry skin. Folks, go to hoppinmadhillbilly.com and get hillbilly soap handmade just for you in the Smoky Mountains. Welcome back, everybody. You've messed up. I'm telling you, you've messed up. Tuned into the Hop Mad Hillbillies Radio Circus on the Air Hillbilly Haint Show. Oh, we're having fun tonight. But we've waxed a little serious in all this. And we will on these shows. Because the whole purpose of my show, folks, is not like Ghostbusters or, or Ghost Hunters or Ghost Kissers or Ghost Talkers. No. I ain't going to talk to no booger. The only thing I've got to say to a booger is get thee behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. That's all I've got to say to a booger. But I investigate them because I like to know my enemy's modus operandi. Don't you? If General Patton, he certainly wanted to know what Rommel was doing. He didn't want to kiss Rommel, smooch him on the mouth, or have dinner with him. But he wanted to know how he operated. And that's what these shows are all about, folks. And I hope you've gotten something out of this show. We've had a, we've had a good time presenting it. it. Like I say, we've waxed a little serious tonight because there's not much more serious than God and Satan. You know, I hear people say, well, God's got a sense of humor, and I believe that. Uh, he did make a platypus after leftover parts, uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like. I know God's got a sense of humor. But when you're talking about eternity and where we are to spend eternity, whether it be on a cloud with Jesus in absolute, uncalculable bliss, or in burning sulfurous hell where the worm never dies, you know, it's pretty serious business. So, folks, be sure and tune back in next Friday night right here on WJFC, 1480 on your dial, or at www.hoppinmadhillbilly.com. For next week's show, oh, we got a big one planned for you too, and I'll try not to preach so much next week, but I'm going to preach. There's no way you can talk about Satan's little creatures without preaching a little bit. Folks, good night, everybody. We love you, and the Lord loves you. The Lord loves you truly, and we'll see you next week. Good night.